This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh, no one ever thinks about the crew below the decks. They're drinking and they're partying and having lots of sex. They cook and clean and serve the rich with a smile all day. But when the richies leave the ship, the yachties get to play. yo ho yo-ho-nilly-yo-yo-ho-nilly-yo-yo. We're heading up the gangplank and going down below. Bravo! Hey guys, welcome back to another Gangplank Report. We are talking about Below Deck Mediterranean Episode 6, which Bravo called Walkie of Shame, and we're calling Shame NATO, like Shark NATO. Like, <laughs> it was just Shark Week. Anyway, here is Jen for your rapid recap. The cabin swap has Dave with Jason and Kyle with Tosh. The new guests are a group of women with a birthday celebration and a Studio 54 party on their wish list. Courtney arrives and is excited to try her hand at the exterior after a season on deck in the Caribbean. Z breaks into a fit of nervous giggles when asked if he has lingering feelings for court, but ultimately denies it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was a little bit telling. Massive swells are forcing home to stay docked and the guests aren't thrilled. Kyle's getting frustrated that he's doing service alone with a toothache while Tosh is texting her ex. We finally get a mini excursion as the guests go on a golf cart tour of Malta. Natasha sobs on the phone to her ex and adds more stress and confusion to her plate. Natalia is mad that she puts so much effort into the casino theme night and gets yanked off of service. And the next day, leaving Doc turns into a round of bumper pool when Storm's radio malfunctions and Sandy is heading straight for a dolphin. That's a rapid recap. Awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. So starting off with this room swap thing, I think these are good matches, assuming that Jason and Dave can keep their friendship in check. Yeah. It seems like they have gotten off on a little bit of a better foot at this point. So hopefully that will be a good pairing as far as roommates. I mean, you're not spending a ton of time in there, but I think Kyle and Tosh is a good setup. It seems like they're very supportive of each other. So that's a good thing. Yeah. And it's the one that we predicted. So yeah, it just makes the most sense out of all of them. And I don't know if you noticed in this confessional, but Jason made the comment, about we're good now. I don't know if we would be if I knew the whole story. Made me wonder if it was a postseason confessional because when we saw him on Watch What Happens Live, he was derogatory of Dave again. So that's the only weird thing I saw in it. I wonder from the perspective of the other crew that's on this boat, besides Kyle, who seems to be pretty well in the know, 
on all of this stuff who actually knew because it seems like sandy didn't really know the whole story it seems like jason didn't really know the whole story eventually everybody was going to find out anyhow it just seems silly to me that they wouldn't just say it but a couple of times natasha has said i don't want it to screw up our crew dynamics which i read to mean i don't want everybody to know that i'm a cheater right and judge me for it yeah i did think again you know how i feel about her in this moment i did think it was a little gaslighty of her when they were setting up in the morning asking him if he was going to be able to keep things professional in the galley and not give off awkward vibes. She said that to him before the preference sheet meeting. So she's putting it on him like it's only him that's made things awkward, where she kind of sort of takes culpability with other people, but I don't think she really feels it. I think she thinks this is all him. I don't know. I can't look at her clearly right now. Hopefully I can get over this and more things will happen in the season that I'm not looking at her with the stink eye. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm going to put money on. I doubt it, but (laughs) I feel like once you see her for what she is Mm -hmm. much like a lot of the previous cast members of the show, once you finally see it for what it is, it's hard to not see it. Right. And I think that's the challenge with her. Right. The watch what happens live. And what's so weird is I usually don't even watch that show, but because it was two below deckers on and I thought that I liked her and I thought that I liked Jason, I decided to watch it. And that's what's really skewed me. If I was just watching the show, I don't think I would be as annoyed with her. Well, and I think that's part of it too, is being able to see her lack of culpability afterwards or her lack of responsibility acceptance is the challenge. And I think that she's very much the kind of person that's going to blame everybody else but herself Mm -hmm. instead of just owning up to it. And we've seen Dave just own up to it. Like, yeah, what I did was crappy. Yeah. And I feel bad about it and I'm going to endeavor to be better. Yep. And everything that he's done since then, outside of the show, going to Ukraine and cooking in the battlefields, Mm -hmm. really literally, like it says volumes about who he is as a human and him trying to do the right thing. Right. And I just don't see her doing that. And I don't either. And I have a much greater affinity for people who own that they're human and are just authentic and don't try and act like they're perfect. And that's the vibe I get from her. So, yeah. Also, in the beginning of this episode, we see Nat and Storm getting cuddly and cute. I'm just super excited about that. I I mean, I I hope I don't eat my own words, Mm -hmm. but I really enjoy this. And even if it's just a boatmance for the season, like it makes Mm -hmm. me happy because they're just cute. They're cute and they seem like nice people. And I like watching feelings blossom, you know, in the giggly phase of it. I just think it's adorable to watch and I'm happy with it. Hopefully it doesn't go super sour, but they both seem very sweet and it seems genuine. And like you said, I don't care if it's just for this time period, this six weeks, or if it carries on after. I just like to see happiness every now and again on below deck because there's so much other crap (laughs) yeah i agree with that we get to the point where courtney returns Mm -hmm. which i'm excited about i wonder how this will change the crew dynamics if at all besides maybe some flirtation between her and dave 
I saw her say that he was shredded. I would love to see it. I said it before. I would love to see that happen to kind of stick it to Tosh a little bit and say, yeah, he's a good catch, but we'll have to see what happens. She's generally flirty because we thought there was going to be something with Z last season and there wasn't. So that's kind of her personality in general. So it might be nothing, but it was cute in the moment. I did feel bad for her that they pulled her into the interior. I mean, I know because they were docked, there's not a lot for the exterior to do, but I could feel her frustration with being excited to come on in a new role and then having your old role thrust on you. I have a thought about this. Okay. I think that would have been a really good opportunity while they're at the dock for Storm to take her specifically because she's brand new to this boat and show her where everything is Mm -hmm. as opposed to making her learn on the job when they're underway and doing things. I feel like that would have been a really good opportunity for him to say, come with me. Let me send Z inside to go help out and Yumi and Jason can go through everything and reorganize. And because that's the time when they have an opportunity sitting at the dock to do their best to get themselves together because they haven't really had that chance yet. Right. So it disappoints me as well, because that would have been a really good opportunity for her to familiarize herself with all the things she's going to have to do on deck. Yeah, I agree with you completely. I didn't understand that because when she and Z were cleaning the table, she said she's just worried about learning all of that. And he's like, don't worry, it's all Gucci. And I feel like either they didn't show us her being shown how to do it or they did miss the opportunity, like you said. But I could understand why she was frustrated. I also understood why Natalia was frustrated because we've seen before, even when it was her and Kyle, that she asked if she could come up to see the guest reaction to the table. And Natasha was like, of course, you put all this work into it. Of course you can. And I don't know if it's all the things going on with Dave and with her ex or whatever that Tosh didn't consider that that might be a thing and stuffed her down in the cabins because she knew where it was. I understood why Natalia was upset. It doesn't take but a minute to go up and at least get to see the reaction. Yeah. I think Natasha is still so much in her own head right now. She's not really seeing the big picture of what's going on. And I feel like that's going to bite her. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, I do. I think that's going to cause dissension among the ranks. I think it's her lack of awareness with her own team is probably going to lead to some conflict that could have been easily preventable. Okay, when she got that text, when she was talking to Natalia and she said, I have to take this, this is important. They didn't show that was one of the few times they didn't give you context on who she was talking to. Did you think she was trying to sort out the golf cart trip on Malta or did you think that was a boyfriend text? I don't know. I thought it was weird that they didn't show what was going on and it made me feel like they were trying to make us believe it was one of the boyfriend texts. Right. But She also was trying to sort that all out because last minute they had to find something to occupy the guests and keep them happy since they were going to be staying docked. Right. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt on that one. I know she talked to them later on the phone, but that doesn't mean she didn't text ahead of time to whoever you would reach out to for that. Do you know who that would be? Do you call your own provisioners? 
realistically mm-hmm. in real life that would yeah. be whoever the direct vendor is but it's most likely production that's setting all that up because they have to get permissions and ndas and all that stuff so any of that kind of thing anything that's off the boat is going to be handled by production because they have legalese they have to deal with so it's production that's handling that okay just like norma is the quote-unquote call but it's production that's making those decisions okay and that's what i was wondering because since we did see her talking on the phone, it's just like, well, then is it the boyfriend? But with how Bravo works, I was wondering if it maybe could be a text to someone about we've got to get these people off the boat for a bit so they're not mad. Yeah. So speaking of these guests, mm-hmm. I know how you feel about groups of female guests. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> In case anybody else was wondering. Yeah, I just hate it. I was watching this one with John. And now that he's retired, he has the time to watch these things with me. And so I'm having to watch three times now because I watch once for entertainment, once so he can interrupt me every three seconds and say, okay, why is this person doing this? Mm -hmm. And once for notes. And as soon as I saw them, a deep sigh, and he was like, what's wrong? I was like, I hate all women guests. It just never really goes like I think it's going to go. I would think it's just girls hanging out, having fun. And it always winds up with a strip tease. And it's so annoying to me. I'm so over it. I'm well over the strip tease situation. Although seeing Dave without a shirt on was not a bad deal. So there's that. Mm -hmm. Kudos to Dave. But for what it's worth, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I don't know if it's because Bravo is pandering to a certain audience that they know watches this show or if they feel like this has to be a part of the formula, I can honestly tell you in 16 years of professional yachting on a real trip, mm-hmm. I have never seen the crew do a strip tease ever, 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 ever. Yeah. And it's annoying to me that that has now become a thing that potential guests would think would be a part of our job duties. Right. And really all they asked for was for the chef to deliver the birthday cake shirtless and then they added z and storm yeah natasha added that part on yeah maybe it's their way of trying to get andy to finally watch the show i don't know what it is but i'm tired of it redundant things really bother me and to see it every year and even z said look i already did this last year i did the best that i could with it i have a dad bod now i don't want to be doing this And I just think it just makes it seem more fake. If you're telling me that in 16 years, you have never seen that happen once. I don't want to see stuff that doesn't happen. Yeah. I want to know what yachting life, the people who live in that world that I'm not a part of, what they experience. And that's not it. We're also not living our day-to-day routines on boats for the purposes of entertainment and cameras either. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's that. I just... It, it annoys me. Mm-hmm. The end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you on that. And then we see Natasha going through this situation with her ex-boyfriend. I will be honest with you. I had to mute it mm-hmm. because I can't handle the sniffling and crying. I mean, maybe that's really what was happening with her at the time, but I just, I can't deal with that kind of whiny crying yeah. in a situation that you caused yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fact is, she's already told us that he cheated on her. Yeah. 
So she didn't do anything he didn't do. And she could be sincerely remorseful. And maybe she is. And five years is a long time with somebody. I don't doubt that they had good parts of their relationship and that maybe it's reparable. But at the same time, this isn't the time to do it. There is quite a bit of time between filming and the show airing that she can work this out with him. But to do it immediately, Echo called her a serial monogamist. Like she wanted a soft place to fall. Like she wanted a dude at hand and she was giving Dave up. And so she was trying to get back with her ex right away. And to me, I'm with Kyle. I'm team Kyle on this. That doesn't seem smart. There were reasons that she left. And just because she's in an emotional place now isn't a reason to disregard those, in my opinion. I agree with you. I think all of those things are accurate. I, God, I love Echo. And if you guys aren't following Echo Does Radio yet on Twitter, you absolutely must. She does a lot of the live tweets with us and her insight is pretty spot on. And yeah. I end up retweeting a lot of the things that she says because she's just got some great takes on things. And I wholeheartedly agree. I think that she's just the kind of person that perpetually needs male attention. Mm-hmm. And she has soured this situation of her own doing. And now she's looking to have some male attention come at her from a different direction and going back to something that she knows, regardless of whether that's healthy or not, is what she's going to do. Yeah. And that might be her way of trying to stick it to Dave, too. Yeah. And she even says that Dave's going to be really upset when he finds out. Why tell him? Yeah. Why? What would be the actual purpose of you telling him you've cut him out? You said, we're not going to have a relationship. Why do you need to go into details that you know would hurt him? So I don't know if she ends up saying it or not, but if she does, that's another hash mark in her, I think you suck column. Yeah. Because I don't understand why he would have to know that. I agree. Moving on. So we end this episode with the dramatic dolphin hit. Mm-hmm. I wish they had a different name for the dolphins because I feel like the dolphin is not terrorizing enough. Yeah. For what it is <laughs> or for the foil that it's become. Right. <laughs> Truth. And that's why I associated it with bumper pool because it kind of reminds me of that, how it's shaped and how it has the rubber thing around it. Yeah. Plus, I think of the mammal dolphin in. They're friendly. Yeah, they're smart and they're cute. And I don't want to think of them being hit. And my brain instantly (laughs) goes there when we talk about this. But yeah, I don't know what to make of this. I'm going to have to rely on your take. To me, if you can't hear, this is just my layman's view of it. And you tell me where I'm wrong and where I'm right. Or if I have anything right about this at all. From the layman's view, if I can't hear somebody calling out distances to me, And I know that there are objects that I can hit. Were I in a car, okay, I would switch in the other direction, stop backing up and move forward until I could hear clearly. Is that not possible on a yacht? It's absolutely possible. A way faster and probably more productive fix would have been to call anybody else that had a radio on that was functional 
Because what I take from that, from the little we saw is that it was a radio malfunction. Mm -hmm. So whether it was the reception of his radio, because she kept saying, hold the thing down and then talk. And that's what he was doing. And you could hear it, but it was coming through broken, which means that there's something wrong with the radio. Right. She could have called anybody else on the boat that had a functional radio and said, go back there right now and trade radios so that I can hear him. Right. She could have slowed down the process of what she was doing, which was backing up. Mm -hmm. And said, somebody race down there right now with a functional radio so that I can talk to him. Right. That would have been the quickest solution. Yeah. Because it made absolutely no sense to me that she kept going in reverse. If I have somebody spotting for me, like my driveway is wide, but our road is only a lane and a half wide and there's trees freaking everywhere. If I have John spotting for me and saying, can you see anybody? And he doesn't answer me. I don't back up. Yeah. It didn't make sense to me, but not knowing how a boat operates, I don't know if you can switch from reverse to forward or all stop or what the deal was. So I don't feel like it was Storm's fault. It sounded to me like there was some kind of interference with his signal, like you said. Yeah. The smartest move would have been to call somebody else to go down there with a functional radio. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see how it wraps up, but he was panicking. They were heading straight for it. We'll see what happens. We do have another question though. Mm -hmm. Back when we first started the show, we had put out an all call for questions. That still applies, guys. If you have a question for Adrian, you don't have to come on as a super fan. You can hit us up on the thread for the show, or you can email us at gangplankreport at gmail.com. If you have questions, Adrian's happy to answer them. So on the thread for last week's show, Bethany Christo said, question, just caught up on this week's episode in pod. Did y'all clock the ceiling camera in the guest bedroom Tosh stayed in with Kyle to escape drunk Dave? I found it unnerving that production had a camera set up in a private room meant for charter guests. And so I told her I would ask you what would be the deal with that? I think that was set up last minute because what you see is a surveillance camera. Okay. It's like affixed to a wall. And I think that that was a last minute hurry up and get it done. Like what happened on season two when I came back and the production team wanted me to get filmed, getting ready to go to dinner with the guests. They spent two and a half hours trying to rig up the bathroom just so that they could get me brushing my hair. I don't even know. Right. Never ended up showing it. But I think that that, because that was such a tiny room, there wouldn't have been enough room and there was a mirror in the room. So there wasn't enough room for a camera operator and a sound guy to be in that room, getting that footage of the two of them outside of where they already have surveillance set up or where they actually have room to move around and be in there with the crew. So I think that was just a last minute ad. Okay. I'm guessing that Natasha said something to one of the production people saying, I'm going to stay in a different room tonight because I don't want to be in a room with Dave. Or maybe they even suggested it. And so they had to think on their feet real quick and put together a camera situation so that they could observe that. Because if you notice, it's all stationary positioning. Mm -hmm. So it's not like there was somebody in the room with them. Right. So I feel like that's how that panned out just because of the logistics of it. And no, there absolutely should not be surveillance in any of the guest rooms. That's part of the contract. Okay. You know, it's one thing for the camera operators to walk in when there's something happening in the room. Like we saw that a lot with the Erica Rose group. Mm -hmm. 
Right. We saw it then and we saw it with Roy. Yeah, yeah. Where there was a lot of camera operators in the room, Mm -hmm. but there's just no foot space for that in this situation. So they had to get it somehow. Okay. There absolutely should not be. Because people do things with each other when they're on vacation that are not meant for television. Very good point. And I don't know that I would ever trust Bravo to have footage like that. The crew is a different story. They obviously have surveillance set up in the crew rooms all the time. Right. Well, and they agreed to it. They signed a contract. Right. There are stipulations. There are boundaries set in place, like with the bathroom, where Natasha is now saying on Watch What Happens Live, that nothing happened in the bathroom, but that is the only place that they're allowed to be to discuss things off camera and that that's why they went there. It's not exactly true. They told us my season that if you're in the bathroom alone, we have no interest. That doesn't mean that they don't show the outside door and the sound effects from people puking and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But that is the only place where you're allowed to take off your radio and your earpiece and all that stuff, you know, any of the sound equipment, because most of the time there's no reason for them to have any idea what's going on in the bathroom. Right. The exception to that is if you go into the bathroom with someone else. Okay. Then that's fair game. All right. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Bethany. We hope that answers your question. Anybody else, if you have questions, like I said before, hit us up. You can DM us on Twitter, IG, or email us at gangplankreport at gmail.com. I wanted to give a shout out to super fan Dr. Heather Silvio because she was just an actress on a Shark Week special called Shark Attack files and her episode is called growing pains you can find it streaming on nat geo and abc.com so that's very exciting congratulations heather very cool i will definitely watch that shark week at our house is like a revered holiday that's john's favorite thing we just watch something on hammerheads because they're his favorite for some reason he just doesn't comprehend why they're shaped that way and every little (laughs) detail he can get about a hammerhead shark makes him so happy so we will definitely watch that and that fits in with our shame nato shark nato title yes perfect All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Check out our super fan on Thursday. And until then, bye. Bye. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me, hearties.